Okay, talk today's daf is daf ches, as we learned for <clears throat> for all those who are not well, and all those who are in danger, may everybody come home safely. <clears throat> Says the Gemara at the two dots, a little bit below the uh, the halfway mark on the page, just where we got to yesterday. <laughs> we were start, we started to talk about Beit of Sedimate, the Gemara that had this question yesterday, and Dab Zion. Why on one hand do we have Beit of Sedimate, you got to pay from the very best, and then the other... On the other hand, you said Yashiv tells you you can pay with anything. The Gemara was debating that. The Gemara came out with a good answer that uh, if it's Karka, if it's a real estate, you got to give them the best because you can't move that. But anything else, you have a Gemara, a computer, a car, or anything else, it's always worth more somewhere else. So that has the, that's that's always uh, that's the idea of Yashiv paying with anything because that could be sold anywhere. So even if it has a low value here, it might have a high value somewhere else. But with Karka, you got to pay the best. Of course. You can pay with either one. You could either pay with whatever metallism you have or with karka. But if you pay with karka, you got to pay the best because based on metaphs of their metaphor, that's when it comes to damages. Then we got into the issue of <clears throat> damages, nizakin. Niz- the nizik is the person who is damaged. He gets paid with the best of your karka. If you have three categories of karka, it's divided up into three, it is enos is a So the rule is that he gets the best based on metaphor, so they metaphor, shaman. Shaman, when it comes to a creditor, you Minatori, you could pay him with the least prop, the, the worst property you have, based on the Chutztama, the Isha Shatanosha Bayotzi, a Lechasov, the Gemara said about halfway down on this page with Dafches Maralov. Usually you take out the worst thing. However, the rabbi said, pay him with your bayness, pay him with your average stuff, because otherwise people will not lend their money to anybody because they know they're going to get the worst garbage as payment. So therefore, a Balchov normally gets bayness. The Ksubas Isha, Gets the worst ziburas because the assumption is that she'd rather be married even if she gets even if she's only entitled to the worst property. So that's the general idea. Nizakin gets edus. Balchov, a creditor, gets benenus. Subasisha gets ziburas. Now let's say a man had all three kinds of property and he had all three obligations. He owed money to somebody that he had damaged. He owed money to a creditor and he owed money to his divorced wife. Or the estate could owe it to an almana, doesn't necessarily get divorced, but the money's out there. Now, let's say. Well, that, that problem isn't mm-hmm. a, a, a total lender who owes money to a woman in service is already in the Shabbat. Right. And also, when he took the loan, the, lo- the land the, was also the Shabbat to the loan. So Right, right. They, so, so, whatever, so, whichever, so, whichever was the first, and that's what we're going to talk about now. If it was, if you had all three kinds of property and you had all three kinds of obligations, now we're going to talk about that right now. You had three kinds of property and you had three kinds of obligations. So you know that the the the, the, the nizik is going to get your best, the balchov is going to get your middle, and your subasisha is going to get the worst. Now this man who had all three obligations, what do they usually try to do? Skip town. So before he skipped town, he sold all three. He sold him to one person. Now that we're going to talk about it, selling him all to one person. We'll call him Yankel, Yankel the purchaser. Oh, let's call him the purchaser because we're going to have different purchases. We're going to call him purchaser. Yankel's the purchaser. Okay. So he sold him to one person. Or three people at the same day. The same time he sold to all three people. Now we'll see what the significance of that is. If he sold it to one person, to all three people on the same day, they all take his his job. In other words, one is not before the other. So in other words, whether it was one person, one purchaser, or three purchasers, or three bought the three different pieces of land, Edis, Venus, and Boris, 
they take the place of the seller, meaning the person was obligated for these three things. They take his place. So whoever bought the Edis has to pay the Nizik. Whoever bought the Benis has to pay the Balchov. Whoever bought the Ziboris has to pay the Xibazisha. But that's only in a w- weird case where he sold everything at one shot. So, uh, uh, so we'll see. It, it, there is a Chreyot already because the Balchov has a Shtar, the Xuba has a Isha, and the Vizakin has a court a court order to pay for the damages. The guy who bought it, he bought it with uh, uh, no, so he No, no, no. He bought it. It doesn't make any of what he, what he was told. Those who are already obligated, all those properties all have a prior lien. And we're talking in a very specific case where the edis is exactly the value of the damager, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, all three. So whatever, all three were obligated to somebody else. If he had extra property, okay, so then they couldn't take that. But if he, he sold enough uh, edis to cover the nizik, and he sold enough uh, uh, bainanis to cover the bachov, and he sold enough ziburs to cover the ksubazisha, they all take his place. In other words, they have to. There's a prior lien. Now they'd have to give up that property, and then they can go make a claim on the seller who skipped town, whatever. Okay, so that's what happens in a case where they were all sold at the same time. However, here's the important thing: Bezacher said, let's say he sold them one after another. They weren't sold the same time. Bezacher said, Even though we said that what that the nizik that the nizik gets the best and the bachov gets the best, but let's say. This seller sold the best and the middle, the 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 edis and, the, and all he had left was the ziburis, and that was the last thing sold. That's all they collect from. If let's say the guy who damaged you or the guy who, who owes you money, all he has is the worst land. That's all he's got. That's all you can get. You can only take what he's got. So cool and gum, they all take from the last one. Now that means the last one that he sold to. So he sold, let's say, to purchaser number one. He sold to number one on Monday, the best. And he sold the middle on Tuesday to number two. Now, when he sold those two, all he had left was Ziburis. Now that, that, so at the time that purchaser number one and purchaser number two made their purchases, they can claim to whoever claimed, whoever made a claim on them. Uh, we left this, we we didn't buy, we, we knew when we bought it that the sky owed money and we made sure that he still has the Ziburis. All you can collect is the Ziburis. Even though normally if the guy had Edis, you can go after the if the the person the person who had the obligation. Let's call him uh, Shmerel. Shmerel owed all this money to everybody, right? So if if Shmerel still had Ziburis after he sold the Edis and the Benis, that's all you can collect. So that's what we say over here too. If Shmerel sold the lands on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, respectively, they could all take from the only from the last guy because he left that open. In other words, number one and number two, when he sold them Monday and Tuesday, were, were sold to number one and number two. And when they bought it, they knew that Shmerl stood a other property that he can collect from, that they can collect from. So they also collect money. Now, let's say there's not a left, enough left in what he sold on Wednesday to purchase number three to pay all the obligations. Any loaf, there's not enough there, Goldman, then you can collect from the one before. Because they those people still had the the, the Nizik, the Balchov, and the Xubazisha all had a prior obligation before he sold anything. So if he doesn't have enough there, so you can collect from the one before him. Ain't low if 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 a purchaser number three was didn't have enough to cover all the obligations. They go to number two. If they didn't now why wouldn't they go to number one? Because number one could say, well I bought mine when I bought mine, you still had the you still had the other properties that you were going to sell to two and three. If there's not enough though to pay from Number three, you can go to number two. Ain't low, go from then you can go to number one. So in other words, 
if there's not enough, if there's only enough to make the payments, uh, everything that the that Shmerel had was obligated. There was not enough to pay all his chovus. Then all the purchasers are going to lose their property. Okay. Now the Gemara is like this. What's the first case? If you sold everything to one person or you sold to all three people on the same day. Now, what are we talking about? You sold to one person. What's the case? If he sold them all at one time, like one star. I sold you all my property. I got to get out of town. I sold you everything in one in one shot. So what's the Chirishnet? If you sold it to three different people on the same day, he sold three people even on the same day. It's possible that he sold to number one at six in the morning, number two at noon, and number three at four or five in the afternoon. In which case, they'd all have to go to number three first because when number one and number two sold their property, there was still number three to collect from. So if he sold it to number one at the same time, what's the Chiddush in that? When he sold to three different people, one, two, and three. That you could say you could say number one was before the other, number two, and number two was before three. And you still say no, since he sold them all on the same day, they all take the obligation of the owner, meaning the guy who bought the Edis. We don't know if he bought it at, at 12 o'clock or at one o'clock, <coughs> if he bought it before or after the other ones. The guy who had the Edis pays the Nizik. The guy who bought the Bainus pays the uh pays the Balchot. The guy who bought the Swiss pays the Xibasisha. So Marach, in that case, where you could say one bought, sold to three different people on the same day, wasn't necessarily the same second, we don't know for sure, still you say each one took the place of the owner. So if he sold them all to all three of one, to all three properties, he sold to one guy. So for sure, what's the Kiddush in that? Notice, if you sell to three people on the same day, then you don't say one is before the other. You say, eat us to this, bite us to this, Zavur to this. So what do you, what's the Chiddush tell me? If he sold it all to one guy on one day, what's the Chiddush in that? If he sold to one guy one day, for sure it was simultaneous. So it's the Chiddush boy. El When the Mish, when he started off the surprise, by saying, talk about a mochel echad. Mochel echad means even he sold them on different days. In other words, Shmerel sold it to only one person, purchaser number one, that's all. And he sold some property on Monday, some on Tuesday, some on Wednesday. El so what? So why is it now? shlosha. What's the difference with three people? If he sold to three people on different days, if he sold to three different people on three different days, so the guy, number one could say, "Listen, you can't come to me when I bought it. There was still other property there." Number two could also say, "When you can't come to me when I bought it, there was still other property there. If there's not enough to get paid, fine. Then you'll come to me." Right. So why do you say each I could say I left you place to collect from the other guy. Why over here do you say that if he bought it again, if Shmerel sold all his properties to number one, but he sold some on number on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Why do you say that uh, the Nizik gets the Edis and the Bain and the and the Balchov gets the Bainus? No, he should also say. Everybody can only come to the first, you can only come to the property that I sold on, that I bought on Wednesday. That's it. Because when I bought the other properties on Monday and Tuesday, they were still Wednesday to collect from. So why can't you say that? That would make sense. Why would the, why would the purchaser, number one, why would he want to say that? Don't come to me for the land I bought on number one or number two on Monday or Tuesday. Come for the land on Wednesday. Why would he say that? Because he'd rather give up the, the bad land on Wednesday. The answer is here. It's speaking about the Gemara's Alchemai skin. 
he bought the best land on Wednesday. Notice he bought the first, the, he bought the worst lands on Monday and Tuesday. And on Wednesday, he bought the best land. He bought the best land. So if he bought the best land, so you say, okay, so he has to give the Nizik the best land and the Beta, the Bachov the middle and the other one. If that's the case, less a Why can't they all collect from Midas? Why can't they also say, listen, when, when he bought the land on Monday and Tuesday, there were still Wednesdays available. So they should be able to go after Wednesdays first. And they should all be able to collect Wednesday because we have a rule that whatever, if there's Nechassim that are free, uh, the Gemara is going to say, uh, here Rashi brings it down here, that um, uh, we have a rule that in other words, you can't collect from obligated property when there's freestanding property, meaning the land I bought on Monday and Tuesday that was obligated in mine. At that point, you could have collected the edis on Wednesday from the, from Shmero, but he sold it to me on Wednesday. So that's the land you should get first. So why can't they all go and collect from the edis? Why can't they? I'm just going to show you Why can't they all collect this? Shimdamali can tell them, listen. Everybody, you, you want you all want to collect from the Edis? I'll tell you what. No. You each collect from what you're entitled to. The Nizik from the Edis, et cetera. The three that you're supposed to get. And the Balcho from Betis and the Ixodisha. Why? Be quiet and collect what you're normally supposed to get. If you're quiet, you'll take what you're normally obligated, what you're normally going to get. Shaklisu, take it. The low. In other words, you all want to collect from Wednesday's property because that's the best. And let's say maybe there is enough to pay off everybody from the best, but I don't want to give you the best. So you're saying, yeah, but that was the one that's available. That was available when the other ones were obligated already to you on Monday and Tuesday. So he says, listen, you know why it works? Because he could tell you each collect what you're, the Subasish, you're only going to get the Zibur's that I bought on Monday. And the Balchov is only going to collect the best that I bought on Tuesday. Why? It, why can't you all come collect from Wednesdays? You also listen, either take what you're normally entitled to be low. If not, I'm going to return, I'm going to renege on the deal. And the, 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 the property that I bought on Monday, the worst property, I'm going to give that back to Shmerel. And who's, who really owes you the money? Shmerel, the original guy, the original guy who had all these obligations. I'm going to give it all back things. You'll have to collect from Ziburus. And it's either take what you're normally entitled to. Don't come to me with this claim that what, that, you know, um, I, uh, Wednesday's property was all available when Mondays and Tuesdays was obligated already to you. So you all want to collect from there. No, I'm telling you to collect what you're normally entitled to. And if not, if you don't listen to me, I'm going to go back on the deal that I bought on Monday the first. I'm going to give that back to Shmero. Shmero will only have the Ziburis and you'll all have to collect from that, right? That's why below Medrinashtar the Bari Bishiklusikuchum is worse. If that's the case, so why would he give that to that makes sense? You tell the guy the uh the and and the Balcho, fine, either take what you're normally entitled to, or I'm gonna give it back and you only get the worst one. But why can't he say that to the Balnazakan also? The one who was damaged, right? Who wants to collect the Edis, let him also say that. Why can't he say, listen, either take, I'm not gonna give you the Edis, take the Bainanus. Take Bainanus. And if not, I'll give it all back. I'll give the Ziburis back to Shmero, and that's all you'll be able to collect. Why can't he say, Ella, since you don't say that, and since he says, you know, you give the Nazaka, and again, what's the case where one purchaser only bought on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and we're saying now, why can't, uh, why can't they all come after only the, the worst? Why do you say that each one gets what he's normally entitled to, one, two, and three? Eat a Ziburis, eat a Ziburis, 
Why can't you say, I'll take from the last one? The answer is because the last one was really the Edis, and he doesn't want to give that up. So why would he, so why would he give the, if the, if the last one is this, he doesn't want to give it up, and he'll say, listen, be quiet or else I'm going to give back the Zuburis to Shmerel, and that's all you'll be able to collect from. So why does he give the Edis to the Nuzik also? Let him say, listen, but it's Akhenamini Machi. Why don't you say, either take Bainanis, or I'll give it all back to, I'll give the Zuburis back to Shmerel, and that's all you'll be able to collect from. Eloch Maeskir, the Gemara says, this doesn't work. You know what happened? After Shmerel sold all the properties to this guy on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Shmerel died. He couldn't take the pressure of all the obligations. He died. And now you can't say, I'll say, give it back to you, Soman. Why can't you say, uh, either collect it, or I'll give it back to you, Soman, because they have no obligation to pay. They have no obligation to pay their father's chov. If the father hadn't paid yet, right? If the father hadn't paid yet, and there's the chasm, the chasm, they don't have to pay. Says Rashi, don't shemay some in the fourth line in Rashi, he has no property. If he left property, that property was already Meshubah, but if he left no property, he sold it all, they don't have to pay his obligations. Any somebody per under metal, because their 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 ass, their cash is not their cash, their jewelry, their tangibles, their uh, tan, their movable items are not responsible to pay the balcho. And even if they, even if he returns the car to them now, he sells it back to them. That's new property. If 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 uh, uh, if a father died and left obligations and he left no real estate, all he had the kids have is uh, uh, as movable property. And now the kids buy property. They're not responsible to pay their father's loan. So therefore, he can't say I'm going to sell it back to you. In other words, there's no He can't return it to, to the. You can't say, oh, I'll, if, you, if you either be quiet or I'll give it back, I'll sell it back to Shmerel. Shmerel's dead. And therefore, this, that's not an answer. Therefore, who has the obligation to pay? Purchaser number one, who bought, who bought the property. And therefore, he can't have that argument. So he can't say, I would sell it back. You can't say, I'm going to sell it back to them. So then why can't they all come and claim the Edis? Why can't they claim Edis? We're saying over here that uh, if he bought property, if the purchaser bought from Shmerel on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, normally you should only be able to get, they should first have a claim only on Wednesday's property, not on Tuesdays, not because Wednesdays was still available before Shmerel sold it to him. You should go after that property first. Ain't if, in other words, the purchaser had bought on Monday and Tuesday. That was already obligated to purchase. He paid for it. The one that he bought on Wednesday before Wednesday happened, it was still available in Shmero's property. She'd go after that property first. And after that's the Edis. So he doesn't want to give up the Edis. What did we say? The Allah is, he gives them, uh, this guy gets Edis, the Edis, 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 gets according to the normal three that they're supposed to get it. Why? Why Why can't they all come after the property he bought on Wednesday? So you say, oh, it's speaking about, we well, bought the best property on Wednesday. Fine. So why can't they all go that? Because he could tell them this, this is the real answer. Forget about the case with uh, that he could tell them, you know, uh, that he could he could tell them I'll sell it back to him because we're speaking about with if you sell it back to him ain't a chanami. If there would if he would be able to sell it back to Shmerel, then uh, and he'd sell the Zipporahs back, that would be a good argument. So why does he give the Nazika and the Edis, etc., etc.? He gives the 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 Nazika and the Edis and the Balchov, the Bainanis, and the Supersession of the Boris, because he, the reason they can't come after him for Wednesday's property that he bought, the Edis, he says, time, I'm up on him. Why did the rabbi say, the rabbi said, you can't collect from the Chassam, it's already 
obligated, like on Monday and Tuesday, when there's still stuff available on Wednesday, because it's an enactment for my benefit. In other words, when a purchaser is buying something, right, he wants to know that nobody's going to take it away from him. So he says, oh, I'm buying this from you, but you still have other properties? Fine. So I'm not worried that I'm going to be ripped off, right? Fine, because of my takana for the purchaser. I know about takana Rabbanon Echli. I don't want this takana. The takana is for my benefit. I'm the purchaser, right? I bought it Monday, Tuesday. I'm the only purchaser. I'm the sole purchaser over here. You made a takana for my benefit. In other words, the purchaser should know that if there's available property, you can't come collect from the property that I bought because he still has other property. But over here, I'm, I'm not, I don't want that advantage because because the one I bought on Wednesday is the best property. So I don't want that advantage. I don't want the Chacham made an enactment for my benefit. You go and do Shomelo in a case like that. You listen to him. Mike could go and do what case are you speaking about there? The rabbi said that a man has to feed his wife. He has to support his wife. Now, why did the rabbi say that? Because what is she supposed to do? Usually women couldn't earn enough to support themselves in those days. Let's say, though, you have like today, where many women earn a lot more than their husbands. So she could say, listen, do me a favor. The rabbi said, you have to feed me and you have to feed me. And because of that, my paycheck goes to you for my benefit in case my paycheck isn't good enough. But in my case, my paycheck is much bigger than yours. I'll tell you what, you keep your food and I'll keep my paycheck separate, separate checking accounts. <laughs> so... She could tell her husband, and I don't know it's your food, Daniel, and I'm not working for you. I'll keep my own paycheck. In other words, the rabbis made an enactment for the benefit of the woman. But if she says it's not for my benefit, she's entitled to uh, to refuse the benefit. Sorry, thanks. I don't need it. Same thing over here. It says, why did the rabbi say that if there's available property, you should always kept the available property, not the one that was obligated? Because in the regular case, let's say there were three purchasers. One on Monday, one on Tuesday, one on, on Wednesday. And the one on Monday, you can't go after his stuff because when he bought the stuff, there was still other stuff available to be sold on Tuesday and Wednesday or it wasn't sold yet. So you should be able to go after them. Same thing with the Tuesday guy. I could say, listen, I bought property. What are you coming to me for? When I bought it, Schmerl still had other property. He sold it on Wednesday. Go after that. Ah, that's fine in a normal case. But over here where it's the same guy who bought the property on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. On a Wednesday, he got the best property. I don't want you to collect my best property, not my advantage. Therefore, he told them, don't take that. You just take what you're normally entitled to. And, and uh, that was the, that, that's, the entire, that's the entire case. Now, in this same issue where the Gemara goes on, there's two dots here, but the Gemara goes on. Shita, in this case, let's say the Lokech himself. Now, this purchaser, number one, purchaser, number one, right? He bought everything. He bought land on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then he sold, he in turn sold, the Lokech himself sold the Benes Viziburus. He sold the stuff that he bought on Monday and Tuesday to somebody else, to purchaser number two. Not that Shmerel sold it to one, two, and three. Shmerel sold everything to number one. Now number one sold some of it to number two. And Vishayur Edis, the fundamental, all he has left is Edis. Now who has the obligation? Shmerel's gone. He sold everything, right? He sold everything to number one on three different days. And number one sold to number two the worst and the and the average property, and he still has the best property. Lace of Kulav made us all the all the all the uh, the three uh, the three claimants. Let's call them the three claimants: the Nizik, the Balchov, and the Ksibis. They're all going to go after the Edis. That it's in the hands of purchaser number one. Lace of Kulav are going to claim the Achroni because that was the last one. 
Ubenis and Gurus, let's talk about it. He doesn't have Benis and Gurus, the Motsi Amadi, he can tell him, Kopa Benis and Gurus, I'd rather you take Benis and Gurus for a Nechli with Gata. I don't want the Takan of the Rabbanan that said, the one that was available last that I bought on Wednesday, you should be able to collect. I don't want that Takan. Do me a favor. Collect from the stuff that I bought on Monday and Tuesday, right? Just do the regular way. Okay. Why is he doing that? Uh, because he he can't say that now because he sold the Benis. He sold the Benis and Zaburis to purchaser number two. So if the claimants come, the three claimants come, they're going to, they go to Shmerel. Shmerel's got nothing. It was all sold to number one. They're going to go to number one. What does number one have now? Only the Edis that he bought on Wednesday. They're all going to claim, they claim from the, from there. Aval, well, let's say Macher Edis. Let's say he sold the Edis that he bought on Wednesday. Again, purchase number one, sold to purchase number two, This the Edis that he bought on Wednesday. Mishar Benis was and he left over the Benis and Ziburis. So purchase number one has the Benis and Ziburis that he bought from Shmerel. And purchaser number two has the Edis that he in turn bought from purchase number one. My, what, what, where do the claimants go? They're all going to collect from the Edis. Why? Because that's what that's what he sold last. That was sold last. He sold the Edis to number two. So can they all go to number two and collect the Edis from him? He's the last guy on the totem pole, so to speak. No. What did the first guy sell to the second guy? Person number one, number two. Whatever advantage he had, whatever, whatever merit he had, Kashelviado. Even the Ilu Asu uh, had they all come to Lakechrishan, Motsi Agver, and he could have paid them off with Beninus and Ziburus. Afalpi, the Chizavni Beninus and Ziburus, Akatheida, Beninus Mechar, and even though Benecharis was still available because he had bought that last on Wednesday, but he could still push them off on the Beninus and Ziburus, right? Because he could say, Akatheida is Melechavoi, why? The Aina from Nesmusham calls Mandika Bechar, and even though normally, you can't collect from obligated property when it's still available. I don't want this takana. So therefore, had the Adis remained with number one, right? He could have said, listen, I, I don't want number one. I don't want that advantage. You're only going to get the Zipporahs and the, and the Bainness that I still that I still have, right? Even though when he sold the Chizavni Bainness was worse, Akanti, Edis, but when, when number one bought from Shmerel, when he bought them, the Edis was still available on Wednesday, so that should be the last thing. And you can't collect from the Chassam Meshubadim that were already obligated somebody else when there's available stuff. But he could say, like we just said before, before the two dots, Matsi he could say, I don't want that Takana. Just like the woman could say, don't feed me and don't take my paycheck. I'd rather keep my paycheck and you keep your money. He could also say, I don't want the advantage that the rabbis gave me that can only that the other Kufas can only collect. Uh, the claimants can only collect from the stuff that was still available. I don't want that because I'd rather keep the Yiddish for myself. So, so when the second guy, the purchaser, who bought the Yiddish, right? We're saying when he bought the Yiddish, if he sold the Yiddish, the second purchaser bought the Yiddish, he has that same claim because he bought the same claim. He can make the same argument that the first purchaser, when the second, when the purchaser number two bought from purchase number one, he bought from him whatever claim he could say. So from the of what? Of purchase number one that he still has. The Chizoven, because the Chizoven when the Slechashen bought it, he bought every advantage that he had. In other words, purchase number one, had they come to purchase number one, who had all three properties, he could say, listen, you can only get the Banus and Ziburis. I say, I, you're going to get the Edus that I bought last. I don't want that advantage that the rabbi said that 
what's available last. You've got to take those first. I don't want that advantage. Therefore, you can only collect financial mercy. Same thing over here. The second guy, the second purchaser who bought from the first guy has the same claim. He said, listen, what did I buy from him? The claim that he had, that that go after the Bainus and Zipporahs, and you can't collect from the from the Edis. Uh, and the There's a little bit hard to understand, but that's the claim that they have. Let's say Reuben had all a lot of fields, and he sold everything to Shimon. And Shimon went Now let's assume that Reuben had good land, you know, Edis, Benus, and Ziburis, and he sold everything to Shimon. Shimon then went in turn and sold to Levi his Benus, Benus, which is what the Balchov collects from. Now Ruvain's creditor came. Again, what happened? Ruben had a creditor, but he had all his land. He tried to escape the credit. He sold all his land to Shimon. Shimon went and sold the Bainunus land, which was normally obligated to the to the uh, Balchov, sold that to Levi. Right? Now, who does he collect from? Who does Balchov collect from? He can't collect from Ruben. Ruben has nothing, right? Ruben sold everything to Shimon. So he's going to go to Shimon. But Shimon has the bain, the Bainless land that, that uh, the op, was obligated to the Bachov. Shimon sold that to Levi. So who does the Bachov collect from? From Shimon or from Levi? Oh, so he says here, so so what does uh, uh, Rubba say? He can collect from either one. Ratsumi Zegov, Ratsumi Zegov, he can collect from either. He either can collect the, the uh, Bainless land from Levi, or he could say, listen, I'm not going to have to shut the Levi. I'm going to go there. You bought all his land. I'll take whatever you have. I'll take your land from him. I'll, I could take the the uh, Ziburis from uh, Ruf, from uh, Shim, from Shimon. The uh, Loam and Elzavan Benis. That's only if Shim, what Shimon sold to Levi was Benis land. Elzavan Edis would be sold Edis and Ziburis. Low, he can't come to after. He can't come off the Levi. The Amale because Levi could say Lahachi Daikim Elzavan Edis was the reason I bought Edis and Ziburis from Shimon is because I knew that there was a lien that you had on Ruben which was transferred to Shimon. And I knew that Shimon had been in this land, and you can collect from him, so you can't come after me for the Edison Ziburis, right? The lady could say, could say to the creditor, to Reuben's creditor who came to Shimon, and now Levi, I'm a lady could say, that's why I was careful. The reason I bought Edison Ziburis and I didn't buy the Bainanis, the land which is not fit for you, right? Land is not fit for you. Again, this is a little complicated because Edison Ziburis and Bainanis is, is, is um, subjective, it depends on the person. But in this case, he knew that the guy had all three lands and the Bainus land was obligated to the creditor. He said, that's why I bought the Edison Ziburis, because I want to make sure that the Bainus stayed in Shimon's hands so that when you come and collect and want to collect from Reuben and then you go to Shimon, you'll get your Bainus land. The Afilus of Bainus Nami, even if he bought the Bainus also, where do we say that he can collect from Levi? He didn't leave any Bainus with Shimon. But if the uh, if he didn't leave any, in other words, if Levi bought all of Bainanus, all of the Bainanus land that Shimon had bought from Reuben, he bought all the Bainanus, then he can go after Levi, the creditor can go after Levi, or go after Shimon. But if he left some Bainanus land with Shimon, so the creditor would have to first go to Shimon before he goes to Levi. But if he left the if he left a similar amount of Bainanus with Shimon, in other words, the creditor has creditor goes to Reuben. Reuben sold everything to Shimon. Shimon still has some of that land. He goes after Shimon first. He doesn't have to go after Levi. 
He can only go. He can only go after Levi if Levi bought all the Benyamin's land. So he can either go after Shimon and get some Ziburas from him, or go after Levi and get the Benyamin's. But if Levi left Benyamin's with Shimon, then he can only go Shimon. The reason I didn't buy all the banners is because I left I left place for you to, to get it. So here you see that even though you would think that the last purchaser has the least uh, claim to keep his stuff, whatever here you could say, I you know I left you place to collect from. I only I only bought the 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 banners that I bought or the innocent divorce that I bought was not stuff that was obligated to you. I made sure that stuff that was obligated to you was left for you to collect. Amr Ruben Shemachan Shimon. Again, Ruben sold the field to Shimon, That means you have a guarantee, a warranty, that if anything happens, you can come after me. A star. And not, most stars have achrayas. Now, Ruben, creditor came, and the Torah Shimon wants to take the land away, right? He says, this is, uh, you know, Ruben doesn't have any land. And I'm coming to you. You, you the land you bought from Ruvain, right? He sold to you with an oblig, with a guarantee. Now, Ruben can't pay his chov to the creditor, so the credit comes to Shimon. Shimon, the law is Ruben can now go argue with the creditor. Let's say Ruben says, wait a minute. In other words, the creditor comes and to Shimon, he says, you know what? You bought a piece of land from Ruben. Ruben owes me money. I want the land. Now, can Reuben come and say, wait a minute, I paid you back already. Can Reuben have an, is, is he a baldin here? Is he a litigant here? So Rabbi says, Abayah says, he is a litigant. He is again. He can come and say, he can come and argue with the creditor and say, what do you mean? What are you going to have to Shimon for? I paid you back already. Let's bring proof over here, etc." And Mishnah, he, he can be a litigant here. And the creditor can't say, you have no land now. I had nothing to do with you. The Amalei, because Reuben has a good argument. Reuben can say, listen, if you take away the land from Shimon that I sold him, he's going to come after me because I sold it to him with a warranty, with a guarantee that if it's taken away, he's going to come after me. So I am involved in here. That's always, you know, that's always uh, uh, an argument. If I come with a claim to you, right? But uh, some, but you know, you, you, I come with a claim to you, but you say yes, but you bought that land from him, and I, and he could say that he paid me back already, right? He. He's also, he could also be a litigant. He can't say he has nothing to do with me. Right? Because the Reuben could say, yeah, what do you mean I have nothing to do over here just because I don't have any land? If you collect the field from Shimon, Shimon's going to come after me. So I am also have a day here. I'm also a Baldvar. Even if Reuben sold it to Shimon with no guarantee, he says, listen, I'm selling this land. Anything happens, don't come after me. Somebody takes it away, me. Why would a guy buy it in those conditions? Bought it cheap, right? Bought it cheap. It's like people who want to buy the land that's owned by the church here. You know what I mean? They get a low price because uh, you know, because uh if they take it away from you come 2025 or whatever it is, or 2030, they're gonna come take it away from you. Don't come after me. You can have a few Nami Ruben could say, even though, even though Ruben sold the field to Shimon with an understanding that if it's taken away from Shimon. He has no claim after Reuben. Reuben could still make it. Reuben could still enter this this uh, court and say to the creditor, "No, I don't owe you any money. You can make a din over here." Why? I don't want Shimon to have any complaint against me. I sold it to Shimon with an understanding that if it's taken away, I can't. He can't come after me. Still, I want to defend him in court. If it's taken away from him, 
I'd like to, you know, have my, I don't want him to always be mad at me that I sold him something that was taken away from him. So even though he can't really make a claim against me, I still want to defend him when the land, when the, the creditor comes and tries to take it away. But I'm going to buy another case. Okay, this is the, the last line of the page. A buy, it says like this, Reuben sold the field to Shimon with no guarantee. The of the And then, and then there was already a protest, a uh, an appeal. People came, Oren, Lomer, what do you mean? Uh, you're selling the field to Shimon, that field is ours. How can you do it? Russell of Oren, Lomer, Shalom, it's, it's our field. What are you selling to him? Before, again, before Shimon took possession of the land, we can go back on it. So, whoa, 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 wait. Before he even took possession, I hear this, uh, you know, the, the, the lawyer was supposed to check things out, and there's people complaining that it's their land, like there's a, what they call an Azhara in the in the tabu, right? Before he took possession, he can go back on it. Once he took possession, once Shimon took possession of it, and it was sold without a guarantee, and you can't go back on it. My timer. The Amalek, he said, listen, here we say, you bought a bag with knots in it. In other words, you bought a tied up bag, not knowing what it's in. You say, get a mystery bag. Would you like to buy this mystery box for $5? We're not telling you what's in it. You bought a mystery box. We didn't tell you what's in I told you I'm selling it to you with no guarantee. And you took possession of it. You can't come and play. You can't go back on the deal now. You bought a bag with knots on it. So when is the chazaka? This is when he takes possession. When you take possession of a field, you're talking about you sell the field, right? A field is sold to So what's the chazaka? The chidaish mitzvah from the time that he walked around the, the boundaries. You know, he, he took around, he took a sewer around the boundaries to check where everything is. That's already chazaka. Or or he put up a fence. But that's only if he sold it without, without any guarantee. But if he sold them with a guarantee, low, right? That Then he could go back on it. He sold them with a guarantee and they're coming to claim against me. I don't care, I can go back on it either way. Even he sold them with a guarantee, but if and now there are people complaining, but if you already took possession, so listen, wait a minute, wait. You took possession already, right? Now there's people complaining. I say, okay, bring me proof that they took it away. And then, because I sold you with a guarantee, you have a claim against me. But otherwise, it's your problem. You have to fight them off because I sold it to you. Even I sold you with Christ, you took possession already. It's too late. Once you take possession, it's your problem. Shoot, sure. huh? What's your guarantee worth? No, no. What, what the guarantee says that if it's taken away from Shimon, he can come to Reuben. Yeah. So the point is he can't renege on the deal. He can't renege on the deal if he made a chazaka. He could say, because Reuben could say, listen, I sold it to you. There's complaints against you. If they take it away from you, you're right. You have a complaint. You can come to me. But if they if they haven't taken away from you, they're just people who have raised a protest or an appeal and, saying they're, and they've taken you to court. You can't come and go, go back on the deal once you made a chazaka. It's your, it's your field right now. Now you say they're complaints against you. Okay, fine. If they if they are successful in their appeal and they take away your property, show me that they've taken away from you. Tell me like, ah, show me the, the claim from the court that they're entitled to take the field away from you. Then you can come after me. But until such time, you made a, you, once you made a chazaka, uh, you can't renege on the deal. You can't go back on the deal at that point in time. Um, now, the point we'll stop over here. Rafuna Amar Omeita. Now we're going back. Uh, this goes back to the discussion we started yesterday. We said over here that what's the what's the rule? We said uh, Rafuna said 
Kesef, O Meitav, right? Either this or that. Now, Rabbi said, we had this problem of what's the, the Apostle says you get from the best, and the other hand, he says, Yashiv. Rafuna says, O Kesef, O Meitav, meaning uh, this goes back to discuss the issue that we were discussing yesterday of what's, what do we mean by Meitav uh, Sadeu? Uh, on the one hand, it says Yashiv Rabbi Shabbat Kesef, the other hand, it says Meitav. So, which one is it? So we said, if it's from a Talquin, you can you can collect that. That's Yashiv. Uh, if it's from Karka, you have to give Meitav. Now the Gemara is going to continue this discussion to look for other solutions to the contradiction of Yashiv versus uh, versus Meitav. Uh, that's where that's where we'll stop here on the podcast. We'll pick up from here for tomorrow's daf. And on Sunday, Meretz Hashem, we'll start from the top of Yud, the very top of Daf Yud. Uh, some of the podcast covers that too, but we'll start from the top of Daf Yud, Amir Tzashem, on Sunday. Shabbat Shalom, Lekulam, stay safe. Shabbat Shalom, stay safe.